So let's say your life is one long road trip. Your body is the vehicle, your mind is the map, and your relationships are the signs that guide you along the way. Every once in a while, you get lost on your journey and need to call on your navigation system to reroute you to your intended destination. That's where I come in. I am your GPS, your God purpose support. And this podcast is a free resource offering you a place to come and be while you're still becoming. Every episode is an opportunity to reflect, create, define, and expand on your thoughts and feelings about love, purpose, faith, and identity. This game of life is all about chances, and you can determine how many you take, but not how many you get. I am your host, Joy, and you are now listening to Real Matters of the Heart, the podcast. This week, I'm doing something very, very different, and I'm actually quite excited to share with you. This episode is not really an episode. It's actually a recorded session with a client. So I record all my sessions with my clients on video. But this one I wanted to share with you for two reasons. One, I'm just very, very proud of this particular client. She's made an incredible amount of progress in the eight weeks that we work together. And it's very gratifying for me. So I just wanted to share that because it's really dope for me to hear her thought processes around how she's dealing in this relationship and some of the other things that I um, have worked with her on. And two... This, what we're talking about in this particular session, I thought I'd share because I think it's very common. She's talking about a situation that's going on and uh, with this guy that she's dating and sort of what happened and how she felt and then how she dealt with what she felt. And then I sort of support her in what I think would be much more productive ways of handling something like this in the future, which again... I think what comes up is very, very common. So I thought I'd share this because I think that many of you could probably benefit from sort of hearing her walk through the process of how she could better handle this communication issue that she had in her dating situation. So I'm excited to share this with you. I hope that you all find it relevant and I'm looking forward to your feedback. How are you today? I'm good. Okay. Very good, actually. Good, 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 good. So let's, let's, where are you? What's so good about right now? I mean, not that I'm, not to I just, um, I feel like I'm in a good, really good headspace. I don't mm-hmm. um, feel any, I don't know, the sh- no stress or depression or mm-hmm. no anxiety at this moment. Yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. When's the last time you could remember feeling like that? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's that, been it's, a lot. It's been a while. This has been a very trying year. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think I think that um that can be said by most people around me, actually, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I think you're definitely on trend when it comes to <laughs> sort of that sentiment. Um, 
So what, what, uh, where did you go over the module, um, for this week? I did. Yes, I did. Okay. So let's talk about your experience with that. And I know we've also started briefly started looking at your relationship or your budding relationship with the gentleman that you've been seeing recently and the diff the ways you're approaching that differently. Right. Yeah. yeah I had, um, an incident with him where mm -hmm. no, I guess he didn't it was a couple of days in a row he didn't do what he said he was gonna do mm -hmm. and I was really bothered by it mm -hmm. and I started to let it get me down and I'm like well wait a minute you can choose whether or not you want to deal with this and you also get to choose how this affects you and mm -hmm. more importantly why is it affecting you this way mm -hmm. And I realized I was taking his actions personal mm. because I was looking at the way I had been treated and different things that had been done to me by other people. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to respond to him in the same way, but I had to catch myself because number one, we're not in a committed relationship, so he doesn't owe me anything. Mm. And on the, the, same, the flip side, I don't owe him anything. Mm -hmm. So if he, if my expectations are not being met, then I don't really have to deal with it. But then why am I expecting so much from someone I'm not in a committed relationship from? Mm -hmm. So I needed to balance my expectations with reality. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a great place to start. So what did you come up with when, whenever you sort of had that conversation? Like what was your process or where did you land with regard to that well i just landed that i'm i'm expecting too much from him and and i'm being unrealistic um towards him and my expectations should not be that of someone i'm in a relationship with and i should not hold him accountable the way i would if we were in a relationship because we're not so mm -hmm. he can do what he wants i can do what i want and if this is the type of freedom that I want to enjoy, then I have to expect and, and give him the same freedom. Hmm. Okay. So let me ask you this. You didn't just wake up one day and be like, I'm expecting these things of him. Like something has happened between the two of you that, that sort of invited you to this place where you thought that beyond the fact that like, you know, there's integrity, right. And you say what you're going to do and you follow up. Right. So there's integrity that we, sort of hope that everyone has on this very basic foundational level. But beyond that, and with regard to your relationship with him specifically, there must have been things, or maybe I should ask you, have there been things that have led you to this place where you felt like you should or could have these sort of expectations of him in terms of the way you've been engaging with him? I think it's more because I'm just comfortable with him because I've known him for so long that I just expect him to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't giving room for things to happen that would prevent him from acting the way I want him to act. And then I can't, how can I expect him to be the way I want him to be? What about letting him be him? That's there's definitely that. <laughs> there's definitely the place where he's gonna be him, regardless of what you want him to be. For exactly, sure. and that is what I had to remind myself because 
I caught myself and I realized it was because I have these expectations because we've known each other and, and we're friends. And so I'm expecting things from him, but it doesn't matter what the basis of our relationship is. If my expectations are anything except allowing him to be him, then they're really too high. Okay. That, I think that that's, I think that that's fair. Um, let me say this because I know that you were saying, um, also you mentioned something to the effect of um, you were having expectations of him that you would typically have of someone that you were in a committed relationship with. What sorts of things can you clearly identify as maybe this is appropriate expectations for a committed relationship and this is not where you are with what you're looking for? Well, what the expectation that I was having is that it is very selfish. It's for him to be available for me when I need him to be available for me. (laughs) And that's a bit selfish. Um, But he's, he's that most of the time. So the expectation, yeah, the expectation ties in with his actions. Right. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, something has happened between you and your dynamic that has allowed you to create this expectation. Yeah. Yeah. So on some level, he has been there for you. So the expectation became, it was sort of based on your experience and this, this routine, so to speak, that you Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's that's fair. What, What I'm getting at is I don't want you to get so far that you don't allow yourself in in the, in your conversation with about, you know, allowing him to be himself and all that. I don't want you to get so far deep off into that, that you don't make room for you to be yourself and realize that you didn't just pull that out of thin air. He has. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know I didn't pull it out of thin air, but, but, but the fault in that for me was Mm -hmm. not giving room for, things to happen that we're going to keep him from being able to do that all the time. Right. Right. That's when the expectation is unrealistic because I expect it to be exactly that way all the time when Mm -hmm. I know full well that it couldn't because he had several different things that were going on Mm -hmm. that prevented that. Right. So the Um, question is, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, go ahead. So then my next question would be, so when you're looking at that now, does that expectation change or does your ability to curb the expectation change if and when you do end up in a committed relationship with him? Yeah, I think so. Because I have to consider everybody, things happen, life happens. He had a death in his family, mm-hmm. you know, um, his daughter had a flat on the freeway. You know, those were things that are really beyond his control. And what man is going to leave his daughter stranded on the freeway, whether she has AAA or not? He's, as as a father, he's supposed to go check on his daughter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can I be upset at him for doing those things? Right. You know, so that's that's what I mean when I say my expectations were unrealistic Mm -hmm. because I wasn't allowing for life to happen to him just like life is happening to me. Right. 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 I mean, but I always, I, in, in a committed relationship, I want what I want. I want to be considered. I want him to be considerate. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are things that happen that if you say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. 
but oh, but then I got a call this morning that they found my cousin dead. So I can't do what we had previously planned because I need to go over here and do this. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. But I just got all in my little feelings and mm -hmm. it was it was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was one of those situations where I really needed to look at myself and say, is this what we're doing today? Mm -hmm. You're in your feelings, but are they his fault? Right. And they weren't. So, so let's talk about the feelings that you were in. What, what were they? What were you feeling? Well, I was just feeling kind of, I was feeling down and I was a little, I don't know, I won't say depressed, but I was just, just feeling sad. And I don't really know why. I just felt that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. I just had, I had a bad day. Mm -hmm. Traffic drove me crazy. It was just a, a really crazy day. And I was like super emotional mm -hmm. and it really had nothing to do with him, but I was basically in my head taking it out on him. <laughs> mm -hmm. You mentioned sort of lo looking at him through the lens or through the prism of some of your past experiences. And I know we have talked about some of the pictures that you've had in your mind about the examples of relationships, but also then some of your own experiences of relationships. And, and one of those being, you know, the, the flavor of fear we talked about being the fear of rejection, right? We talked about mm -hmm. that. And so I wonder if on some level that may have been what was coming up for you when sort of you had this, we're, we're going to hang out and this was the plan. And then all of a sudden it wasn't anymore. And if yeah. you were internalizing that as some, some semblance of rejection, neglect, abandonment, rejection sort of thing, mm -hmm. that's what sort of immediately drove you to this. You internalize that and immediately drove you to this place of feeling down, feeling sad, feeling all those things. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I want to link those two things together because it's important so, sort of going back to the, uh, the neuro-linguistic programming sort of approach of linking the two things together so that when it comes up again, you can immediately say to the point that you're making about what you've discovered, this is unrealistic. This is unfair for me to tack on all of this weight of mm -hmm. rejection and internalizing all these things, tack all of that onto something happened in his life that caused, that caused him to need to be somewhere. And I'm really attaching a whole load of stuff to that that is not even real. right. And that's that's exactly what mm -hmm. basically what I did to myself. I went through this. Okay, well, why are you acting this way? Mm -hmm. He didn't reject you. He didn't abandon you. Real things came up. So why are you angry? Why are you at you know? And and I did. I sat and I questioned myself, and I just kind of worked my way through mm -hmm. what I was feeling and the fact that it was. It was unfounded. Mm -hmm. That's good. So now, what, how did he handle it in terms of like, was it something that he communicated with you directly? Did he initiate, hey, I know we had plans, but this came up? Or was it something that you had to sort of follow up and drag it out of him? Like, how, how was that interaction? No, he, he told me because we were talking on the phone. I called him early. I called him in the morning and he was, was kind of sad. I said, well, what's wrong? And then he told me that he had just got the phone call. He had actually just hung up right before I called. And so, you know, now he had to go deal with that with his family. I said, okay, well, you know, you take care if you need me, you know, I'm here or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was clearly communicated that these things were going on. It's not, I didn't have to force him. 
I didn't have to ask him a bunch of questions. He volunteered the information. Mm -hmm. So I knew that there were things going on that were beyond his control. So mm -hmm. there was nothing that he did in any of that that mm -hmm. caused me to feel that way except for him just not being available for me. Okay. 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 So how is that different from past experiences? Well, because now I, this time I was able to really look at it and evaluate whether or not what I was feeling was appropriate for the situation mm -hmm. and whether it was me that was taking myself through something or if it was actually him mm -hmm. and it wasn't him, it was me. Right. And so what I'm, and I wasn't clear, but what I, when he was asking was how is how he handled the situation? How is that different from past experiences? Because he openly expressed the reasons that he wasn't available to me. Mm -hmm. And um, he was very apologetic and very, he was actually very considerate of my feelings mm -hmm. and wanted to make sure that I was okay. Even though, I wasn't, I didn't really tell him that I wasn't, but he, when I talked to him, I had a little, I was being a little more sarcastic than I normally am. So he picked up on that something was wrong. And I told him, no, it's not you. It's just me. I just had a bad day, but I didn't really tell him what it was because I, it didn't, it just didn't feel right to put that pressure on him. And I knew what he was going through. And the fact that I didn't want to put that pressure on him was another clear sign that the pressure didn't belong on him in the first place. I, I would agree with that. I would <laughs> agree that, that the pressure didn't belong on him. But let's, let's take a moment to sort of reframe even that. Because what I hear you saying is me being honest with him about what I feel would be pressure. That's what I hear you saying. Right? It just felt like it at that moment because he was going through so much mm -hmm. and I couldn't clearly articulate how I was feeling because I was still kind of in my feelings. I hadn't taken the time to pick it apart mm -hmm. to find out what it was based in. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I just felt like I would have taken it out on him. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't want to do that because he had a very valid reason for right. not being available. Right. And I get, I, that's, all of that makes sense and is understandable, but the, the flip, what did happen because, because of how it all um, unfolded is that you admittedly became sarcastic and sort of the way you were now handling him was different. So different that he was able to pick up on it and be like, okay, something is off. And even though I'm in the midst of this thing and I'm going through whatever I'm going through, I feel something is off here. I'm connected to you enough and concerned about you enough Mm -hmm. And I pick up on it and I'm going to ask you about it. And so even in you sort of trying to figure out how you feel, and I don't want to take it out on him and all the things, what then happened is when you suppressed it, it came out in a different way, in a way that you probably didn't even really mean for it to come out, which exactly. is practically just as dangerous as just being honest about what you feel. It is. Right? I agree. Yeah. So what, what is a way that we can, moving forward, that you can maybe understand that you being honest about what you feel is never pressure? Because your honesty is not about um, sort of be, it being attached to him having to be respond in any kind of way. And it's just really you being honest about this is where I am. So that's first. But second, what are the ways you can communicate what you feel? without it feeling from your perspective 
like an additional burden. Like I know you're dealing with that, but I you need to also know I'm mad now too. Like it doesn't have to be that, right? Like there's a way yeah. <laughs> what you feel without it being like would well, take this too. Why you dealing with your cousin? Also take the fact that I got attitude. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? So well, let, yeah. let's game plan some ways because the deal is as you're dealing with another person, there's going to be instances where you're going to have to have what I call courageous conversations, which are ultimately yeah. just you telling the truth and knowing that that truth can be disruptive in some kind of way, whether it's because it's going to hurt somebody's feelings or disappoint someone or whatever, whatever it is. So, but we have to be equipped to have those courageous conversations. Yeah. And I wasn't prepared to to have that. I, um, because I realized what I was, what I didn't want, I didn't want him to, I didn't want to come across as like super needy or in that moment, which is why I, I didn't, which is really more of the reason why I didn't have that conversation. Mm -hmm. I didn't want him to think I was needy, but I've realized too that I probably that not probably, but I should have definitely expressed how I was feeling, but I didn't at the moment, at that time, I didn't really know how to. Right. So I just chose not to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's why I think it's important that we take a moment to game plan sort of moving forward, how to approach those moments where you're feeling what you're feeling and you're, you are comfortable with expressing it with two things in mind it's not necessarily that you're expressing it with any expectation about how the person is going to respond or do whatever. And that really is not their responsibility to sort of do anything with your emotions. That's they're your emotions. So what you're doing in that honesty is really just letting them into your story so that as you work it out, they're clear about what's happening as opposed to it coming off as this you're working it out. What do I feel? This isn't okay. I'm not really mad at him. This is what's going on. And you're working the story out in your mind and it's coming out to him as sarcasm and everybody's confused now. Yeah. Right. And so it, it becomes this thing where like, okay, well I'm telling her what's going on. And now she got an attitude with me because of this going on. And I ask her what's wrong because clearly something's wrong and she telling me ain't nothing wrong. And it, it's just, it's no bueno. Right. So you mentioned um, something I want to, tap into a little bit you said i don't want to seem needy yeah let's talk about that for a moment what's what is the meaning that you give to this idea of neediness um i don't really know i guess i just didn't i didn't want him to think that i'm like oh i'm have all this i'm so dramatic that i can't function if he has something else he has to do i don't know i it just rationally it didn't play out right in my head none of it (laughs) (laughs) somewhere totally else right (laughs) (laughs) what is going on it's so funny we will do that we will really do that okay so let's i want to just walk you through it i'm sort of i want to sort of just reflect back to you sort of what i'm hearing you say and you tell me if this sounds legit so you're saying so he says this is what's going on with me my cousin passed away and now i have to deal with that so whatever that means whether that means i have to deal with my emotions around that i have to deal with whatever the logistical things are around that i have to whatever his responsibility his role his whatever is now unfolding as a result of that happening you feel 
whatever you feel for him, compassion, sympathy, grief, you know, whatever you want to feel. But also you feel what you feel for yourself, which is I'm sad. I wanted to hang out with you. And now I feel like that's not going to happen. And I'm feeling some type of way. Right. Right. And then he picks up on that, that you're feeling some type of way. And he asks about it. And you're just sort of like, well, yeah, it's not you. It's me. Whatever. And in that moment, you don't feel like you want to express what you are actually feeling for a couple of reasons. One of those reasons is you're not really sure yet what you're actually feeling. You're sort of sort of sorting it out. Another one of those reasons is if you do express it, you feel like it's not going to come out in a way that's going to be conducive to sort of building a healthy relationship with him because you might say something you don't really mean or say it in a way that you don't really mean to say it. And the third reason is you feel like if you say it, he's going to interpret you as this needy person who can't live without him. That's All of that. <laughs> so, so let's sort of look at each of those elements for a moment, right? Because that's like, there's like three heavy hitting things right there. That yes. Are wrapped into like a deep story, right? They're mm-hmm. really a very deep story. So like, let's look at each of those sort of responses. So the first one is, I'm not going to respond because I'm not really clear about what I don't know or what, I, what I'm feeling. I'm not really sure about what I'm feeling in a way that I can express it. So I'm just going to hold it in. So what's the story around that? Um, I don't, I think that there have been times when I kind of spoke before I thought it through. Mm-hmm. And I, in the moment, said some things that I should not have said. Mm-hmm. And I said some things that I didn't, I didn't feel it the way I expressed it, but mm-hmm. I was being emotional and that's what came out. So that's what came out. Right. And I just didn't want to have one of those moments because every time I've done that, I've regretted it. Mm-hmm. And I just did not want to do that again. Okay, so reason number two and reason number one and two are closely tied together. I'm not really sure about what I feel. And if I speak right now while I'm not sure, I'm probably going to say something I don't mean or that I'm going to. Yes. Yes. So those two things are closely tied together. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think you knew exactly what you were feeling. And I think it's the meaning that you gave to what you were feeling. Like you knew that you were feeling disappointed that you weren't going to see him. That was clear. Yeah. That was clear. It was the meaning that you were giving to it that mm-hmm. made you feel like, well, I don't know. This doesn't feel right. Like, I know I feel disappointed, but I don't feel like I should feel disappointed. I don't think I should because I feel like that's not okay because I, he has a valid, in my mind, a valid reason for why we're not hanging around. So I'm judging the fact that I feel disappointed. Yes, that's what I did. And so that's, that's where the confusion is. The confusion is not in what you felt, because I think you were clear that you felt disappointed. It was, I'm placing a judgment on this feeling that I have, and that's what's making me feel like I shouldn't communicate it. Yeah, that, 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 that's pretty clear. Yeah. Okay. okay. So how do we get to a place where what you feel is always valid? Not necessarily true, but valid, but valid. You see the difference between the two? Yeah. Okay. So how do we get to a place where what you feel is always valid? Like where you can say, I feel this right now. And yeah, he, his cousin died and I probably should like let him deal with whatever. But at the same time, I'm disappointed that we're not hanging out. Like how do, 
how, what's the what's the missing link there? I, the missing link is is me not placing a high enough value on my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think we both know where that comes from, mm. right? <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, we realize that <clears throat> there's some work that needs to be done with you validating your own story and not necessarily needing an outside source to, to co-sign or believe or whatever. And you, you know, like, this is my experience. This is my true experience. And that's what I'm saying. Your feelings are valid, even if they're not true. Mm -hmm. And so this is my experience of this moment. My experience of this moment is I'm disappointed that we're not going to hang out. Whether or not that's appropriate or whatever else, is a separate conversation. But step one is my willingness to own my and feelings. potentially express what I feel. Okay. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. Okay. Because that kind of gets rid of a lot of the, the stuff, like the muddiness of then I got sarcastic and then, it, you know, and mm-hmm. because what, what we can't really account for, but what we can know is, is I can pretty much guarantee is also happening is he's now developing his own story. Mm-hmm. And so if you create an environment where, oh, well, I didn't want to seem needy. Like if, if he can't be around, I, whatever things, what happens is you don't express, you're not honest about what you feel. You show up as sarcastic. And now he feels like apprehensive in the future about sharing with you because when I share these things and these types of things come up, she gets like this attitude thing that we, I don't really know what's going on with that. And then when I ask her about it, she just sort of says, it's not you, it's me. And I don't really know what to do with that. So now I'm just not going to say nothing to her. That's a possible thing. I'm not saying it that. Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It but is. You see how that's a possibility. So mm-hmm. we have to remember that like, there's no way every, you know, there's, this, it's two people who are, who have all these different things going on. But when we show up in certain ways, their people are creating that we're interacting with. They're creating their own story around these experiences. How we show up. Yeah. yeah. So as much as we cannot be in control of the story that they create, we can make sure that we are, we are um, showing up as accurately and authentically as possible so that whatever story they create is at least based on our truest selves. So if you show up and say, I'm disappointed, now whatever story he creates around that would be creating a story around the truth of what you feel in that moment versus him creating a story around you being sarcastic because you didn't express your truth. Yeah. Now we got two people living in two make-believe worlds because you're not really dealing with what you're feeling and expressing it, and then he's making the story around the fact that you hid what was going on. Mm-hmm. You see how that, and that just becomes two people trying to live in these two bubbles that are, that are not really, not that are not real. Yeah. So at least if you say, Hey, I'm very disappointed. And while I realize that this is something you need to deal with, and I want to allow you the space to do that. I also want to allow myself the space to say, I'm sad that we're not hanging out. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if he goes, well, that was selfish of her or whatever he says, Whatever story he creates, it is a story that was created around you being honest and authentic. Okay. And that's, I think, a stronger foundation to build on. I agree. Right. And then, ultimately, 
whatever happens, if you continue to build, it's a stronger foundation. Or if nothing happens at all, you don't feel resentful like you lost something. Like you did all this work to sort of cover up and be, you know, perfect for perfect. I don't want to seem like needy girl because I want to be perfect person. And you did all this work to show up as your perfect self, your best self, and it still didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Now you feel like, well, well, do whatever. So either <laughs> way, whether it works or doesn't work, when you you when you are your true self, you are okay with the outcome. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. So, um, I think what you're starting to do, the work that you're starting to do, will 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 just automatically sort of by default begin to chip away at this this thing that you don't validate your own feelings mm-hmm. as you begin to choose things that are better in alignment with what you want i think that'll that'll begin to just wane that thing where you judge yourself for feeling what you're feeling will start to go away okay. and that's just a time thing so i think those that deals with the the first two sort of i i wasn't sure so i didn't want to say a thing that was going to be i was going to regret later like those two things sort of when you just are like no i recognize that this is a situation that you need to handle and i'm gonna let you handle that but i'm a little disappointed because i was looking forward to hanging out with you i really don't i think that that would be i don't see any harm in that i if i heard someone say that to me i would just go i get it thank you for allowing me to do what I need to do. But also thank you for letting me know that you were looking forward to hanging out with me because that sort of gives me some signal of where you are with what is happening between us. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I don't necessarily see where that would have been problematic. Yeah. Right? I get why you couldn't arrive at the place where you could say that. And that's because of the judgment that you were placing on your feelings. Yes. That judgment of like, I shouldn't feel this way because his reason is valid. Cause the flip side of that is if his reason is not valid in your mind, or if he doesn't offer up a reason, then you telling yourself whatever story you start to tell yourself based on that. Right. And then right. that becomes a thing. We were supposed to do this and he didn't even tell me, he didn't even call me. He didn't even let me know he this and he that. And, we t- 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 and then you start a whole, as a whole, I'm disappointed because I wanted to hang out. Start there. Your feelings about the situation is really all you have control over. Yeah. And when you start to deflect your feelings and they become all these other things, judgments about your feelings, stories about him, what needs to happen, expectations, when they start becoming all these things, you get away from the one thing that you have control over. And you start trying to manipulate all the other stuff to make it be something because you're trying to protect that one thing that you have control over, which is I feel disappointed right now. Right? Right. Moving forward. What I would say is get into the habit of as soon as you identify what you're feeling, like maybe not always address it with him or with whomever because it's not going to just be in the context of this relationship is going to be in other areas of your life and as soon as you identify what you're feeling let that be what you're sit with that you've been saying throughout this conversation i was in my feelings you don't want to be in your feelings but you do want to sit with your feelings Mm -hmm. do you understand the difference between the two i do okay 
So sit with that. I feel disappointed. Why do I feel disappointed? Because I actually like him. I like spending time with him. I was looking forward to it. Today has been a rough day and I thought we were going to do this and we're not now. And I feel disappointed. That's it. Mm. To sit with your feelings is to begin to examine them. Yes. So when you ask yourself, why do I feel this way? It's not like, why I feel like that? I shouldn't be feeling like that. It's more like, why do I feel like this? What is, what's coming up for me right now? What am, I, what, it, what am I experiencing? What is this disappointment saying to me about this, this moment? And that's how you sit with your feelings, right? You allow them to be what they are and you just look at them and you say, okay, I'm feeling this. And even if you do say, but that feels inappropriate. If you, I don't think I should be feeling this, but I am. So why am I? What's going on? And then that allows you to deal with, so yeah, it may be inappropriate for me to be angry with him about the fact that he canceled, but I can still be disappointed without that showing up as anger towards him for having to cancel. One, they don't have, they don't have to exist sort of, those two things, what I feel and how, how I express it towards him can be mutually exclusive. I can be disappointed without it showing up as some sort of malicious or maligned thing that doesn't go with the situation. Okay. I don't have to cancel out what I feel because I don't feel like it's appropriate for this situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So just begin to sort of when you, as soon as you acknowledge or recognize what it is you're feeling, don't judge it. Don't try to erase it. Don't try to cover it up. Be with it. And sometimes that will require you to express it to the other person or people involved. And sometimes it won't. And the more you do it, the more familiar, the more discerning you will be about when those times to share are appropriate and when they're not. But it's most important for you to become okay with, I'm feeling this right now. Mm-hmm. And whether or not anybody else on the planet Earth agrees with the fact that I should or should not be feeling this is irrelevant. I'm feeling this. Okay. That's it. Right? Okay. I get it. Yeah. So now the next step. The third one was, I don't want him to think that I'm needy and that if, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to make it if, if we don't hang out. Like, first of all, that's a really big extrapolation, right? <laughs> like, do you see how that's really be like, to say like, oh, well, I'm disappointed. I thought we were going to hang out turns into, oh my gosh, she can't live without me is like, no, not even the same, not even kind of. Not even, don't even belong in the same sense. <laughs> right? But I took it in RAM. <laughs> yeah. And it's, 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 so I'm wondering if you can see how that is sort of a defense mechanism. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is. I'm I'm sort of looking like worst case scenario catastrophizing and then trying to protect from that, Mm -hmm. trying to prevent from that. And so I'm taking this thing and making it this thing 
because my game plan is to try to prevent this thing. Right. And like, we're not even here. We're not even on that level. Like we're not, that's not even a thing. Right. But I'm, I, my mind is already there based on past experience. So I'm trying to, or maybe not even past experience, past examples, maybe. It might not even be something personal. It could be something we witnessed. It could, it could be some combination of that. Or it could be some combination of societal rules that like, you know, we got to be independent women and all this other, all the things that sort of converge into this moment of like, if I express how I feel, I'm going to look like a needy person who can't live without him. And I don't want him to think like, what is happening? <laughs> that just went so far, right? Went all the way left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I totally get it. Like 100% get it from inside that box and outside the box. Like I, <laughs> so, so first of all, I think a good place to start would be like, where does that come from? Where does this idea that expressing what you feel equals neediness? I don't really, I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have a clear reference point of a time when I was, called needy i think maybe the um the fact that i've never wanted to be needy maybe that plays into it more than a situation where neediness has has been there i think Mm -hmm. i have such an issue with women being needy Mm -hmm. that i get extreme in my thinking about becoming needy Mm -hmm. So well, let's two two things. First one, how do you define neediness? I mean, like, what is it actually to you? Well, the example of neediness in my life has always been how my mother always needed a man. Okay. And needed in what way, though? Needed meaning in order for her to feel validated or needed like I literally need a man because I don't have any life skills and they I need them to pay the bill? Like needed... Needed in what way? In every way you said. I just need a man. I don't have life skills. I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. I just need a man for everything that that I could be doing myself, but I think a man should be doing it for me. Okay. 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 And so what does that then represent for you? Like you don't want to be that because that makes you what as a person? Weak. Weak. It represents being weak to me. Okay. So essentially sort of to tie it all in, if I express this to him, I'm going to seem needy and needy. I interpret needy as weak. So an expression of what I'm feeling sort of a equals B and B equals C. Therefore a equals C expression of how I'm feeling makes me weak. Now I realize that that's not what happened on a very conscious level. Yes. I realized that consciously you weren't like, if I say this, I'm a weak person. I got that. But what I'm trying to do is dig up the subconscious thought and bring Which it to is, I was being weak. And bring it to consciousness so that we can see, one, how irrational it is. Mm-hmm. But two, to see the pattern so that we can begin to dismantle it. Right? Right. So I realized that that not it's not something that you were conscious you weren't consciously saying to yourself. If I express my disappointment right now, I'm gonna show up as weak. But based on the conversation we just had and what you're sharing with me, that's sort of what what happened there. 
Yeah, it is. I'm also wondering too, if on some level, your reluctance to express what you were feeling would was also this idea that like, I've never heard what I'm saying doesn't matter. And sort of that thing too. Well, I'm sure that that had some space in there as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's just, um, there's, there's a couple of layers and we sort of need to deal with all of them. So just with regard to the neediness piece, let me ask you this question. Do you feel like you need a man in any capacity? Um, sometimes I feel like I do other times I don't. Okay. So in what, in what instances have you felt like you needed a man? I just, I feel like I need the companionship. Mm -hmm. I need someone to be there when I need a hug or I need a shoulder to cry on or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But financially and all of that, not so much. Mm -hmm. How does it make you feel to say, I need a man? I don't really like the way that sounds Mm -hmm. because I don't like the idea of needing anybody, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I've never been able to depend on anyone. So the fact of needing somebody causes you to depend on them. But if people aren't dependable, then why need them? So, what I hear you saying is that if you are ever in a position where you need someone in any kind of way, whether it be financially, emotionally, or otherwise, that makes you vulnerable to them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what we talked about last week, right? Mm-hmm. That vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not quite comfortable with that level of it. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. What is so bad about needing someone? If I look past my experience, probably nothing. Mm-hmm. What about what is it about your experience that makes needing someone a bad thing? Well, because there was never anyone there when I needed someone. So you feel so, like to need someone is always going to be an unmet sort of area of your life. That's what it's always been. So I don't mm-hmm. really have an expectation that it, it will be different. So Mm -hmm. I just choose to not be vulnerable in that area because I try to act like I don't need anybody, but that's, that's not realistic. You need people. We Mm -hmm. are made to have relations with people. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I think I need to really, I need to deal with that and come to terms with, Everybody is not equivalent to my past experience. Mm -hmm. You said two very important things. You said, I choose. And then you said, I try to act like. Do you realize that both of those things participate in creating the experience of unmet needs? Yes. I didn't before, but I do now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so what you have is sort of these two energies working. You have this picture in your mind of what you want and all the decisions that you're beginning to make that are moving you towards it. But then you have this story that you're holding on to inside that want to keep you in this space of, of choosing and acting like something that is not in alignment with what you want. Right. Does that make sense? And you yeah. see how those two things in a very backwards way it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that but that's and the thing that you believe in your core is always going to win. So this idea of what you want out there, this picture in your mind, that's real and possible. But it, the force of that, the energy of that is not as strong as the thing that is visually connected to your experience and therefore your beliefs about what is versus your beliefs about what could be. They're both very real. <laughs> but the power and the energy that you give to the things that you have experienced, that you're holding on to, that you choose and that you act like, that is going to always create your experiences even as much as you see what is possible over here for so long as you can see what is possible over here but you keep creating what is familiar here that is what the discomfort is the disruption in your peace the illness in your body the mood all of the, all of that is this tug of war between what you know is very possible and readily available and what you keep choosing based on what you've already been through. Those two things are at odds. And then right now, what you have is a situation where someone is in here challenging you to now choose. And you're either going to choose what you know is possible and readily available, or you're going to choose what has always been. And then essentially by self-fulfilling prophecy recreated all over again. And that's what I don't want to do. And so that's sort of, that's where you are at this crossroads with this man in particular. That's what I see. He represents a crossroads for you. And you can choose to believe that he is different from experiences that you've had in the past and that therefore you have to be different in how you approach and handle him. Or you can choose to believe that he's the same and that you can't need him because he's only going to let you down and you can't afford to be vulnerable because he's not going to be reliable. You can choose that story, but you're just going to create it because that's what you're acting like. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to choose that story. I choose to believe that he's different. So you have to start I'm choosing to, to be different. Yeah. You have to start choosing behaviors that are in alignment with that mm -hmm. and that's what i'm asking you about sort of what is the story around neediness that you have and what is so bad about needing what if you did say you know what i do need him what if you said that what what does that mean i don't know yeah i have no idea what it means to need somebody i don't know but i'm willing to find out i want to know so i want to do i want to do an exercise with you right now 
I want to start with you. I want you to say, I need him. I need him. <laughs> what, is his, what is his name? Say that. Say, I need. I need. Okay. Okay. And how does it, I know it feels it's love. strange. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, I want you to think just for a moment about what you need him for in your life. And then when you are ready, I want you to say out loud, I need for whatever that thing is. I need to help me learn how to have a healthy relationship. Okay. That's a start. But he, I want you to say, I need four. Because the thing is, when you say, I need Cyrus too, what you're saying is, you need the thing that he's going to do. I don't want you to need the thing that he's going to do. I want you to say, I need him for this thing. Does that make you see the subtle difference? I do. I do. I want you to wrap your mind around this idea <laughs> that you need him. Okay. I need for emotional balance. Yeah. Is that true for you? It is. Okay. It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Can you think of something else that you need him for? <laughs> <laughs> and th listen, let me say Ooh. this. Let me say this. I realize it's a lot. And so I want you to, to honor where you are. But I also am going to invite you to step up a little bit higher to the next level. Because honoring where you are cannot show up as being stuck in that place. Okay. And it's similar to the thing I was telling you earlier with you can sit with your feelings, not in them. And when you sit in your feelings, you are stuck. Sort of, I have this picture of like quicksand when you're in your feelings. You don't ever get to sort of come up, out, and rise above them. You're, they're sucking you down into this abyss of really just negative and not so great things. When you sit with your feelings, I, I have a picture of like more like wading in the water where you're sort of surrounded by them and you're in them and you're experiencing them. But at any point you can come out into shore and sort of then move on. Okay. Right. So those are the sort of the pictures that I have in my mind and the difference between sitting in your feelings versus sitting with your feelings. And so with this exercise, I realize that it is challenging to say, I need him. I realize that that is like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> the deal with that is, until you're willing to see the value of having him in your life, you're not gonna be willing to do the work that it's gonna take to keep him there. And see, that's the thing, I do see the value. 
Um, And I want to do the work because I, I understand that I can't have what I see with him if I keep being the way that I have always been. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to bring that version of myself to anyone else ever again. I don't, I don't want that version of me for me. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's look at the, let's look at step one. You've said I need for emotional balance. What does that look like for you? For him to balance you out emotionally? What would be required? What, how would he show up? Or in what ways would that be the case? Well, um, I think for me, he would just continue to be supportive and nurturing and understanding like he's been. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he makes it okay for me to feel whatever I feel. Mm-hmm. I just have to open up and just allow it to flow the way it's flowing. I have to stop um, getting in my own way. Yeah. Cause you don't make it okay for you to feel what you feel. I don't. He might. But he does. You he have does. To. Exactly. So let me ask you this because you're saying, you know, he's to be, to show up and be supportive. So what about the times where he's not able to show up and be supportive where life happens and it calls him away? How does that still fit into your picture of him being in a, a source of emotional balance for you does that still apply it, does, it doesn't change it mm-hmm. um because how i me feeling a certain thing about the situation really doesn't change the reality of the situation if he's showing up as being supportive as being encouraging as being there for me um, and something happens and he can't, that still doesn't negate the fact that that's who he is for me. Mm-hmm. Even but, if I feel differently about it. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. So in those instances, in those instances where he, he cannot show up for you, or he does not show up for you, what, how do you sort of interpret, how do you, how do you interpret that experience such that it still aligns with this role that he's playing in your life right now as an emotional balance. Like, how do you say, okay, he's not been able to be here in this kind of way. Um, but I still interpret it as an emotional balance. Can you, is my question. Can you still interpret it as an emotional balance, even if he's not showing up in these, these ways that are in the ways that feel good, right? There are ways that he will be an emotional balance that will feel good for you. And then there will be ways that he will be an emotional balance that you still very necessarily need that won't feel good for you how how do you interpret those situations um i i don't really know um i don't know Mm -hmm. um but one thing i do know is i can't handle them like i handled the last one okay um i need to be more open with how i feel Mm -hmm. um I need to at least do that. I need to do that for me. It has totally has nothing to do with him. It's all for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to, to learn how to balance the truth with what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. 
and not let my feelings make me doubt the truth of what it really is. Okay. So um, one thing I will say to you about this is, I, I, first of all, I want to acknowledge you have done such an amazing job today. This, this, it may or may not seem inconsequential, just this little bit, but I tell you it's going to go such a long way, such a long way just this shift in the mindset of what it means to need somebody um, and to be able to be, to admit that and be okay with that. This is going to go a long way because we are relational beings and needing someone is not the end of life. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you inadequate. It doesn't make you incompetent. It makes you human. To need another person makes you human. So I want to acknowledge you for, for taking such a giant step in the direction of really being honest with yourself about why you're here and uh, the work that you're doing right now. Kudos to you for really your willingness to step into this place and really do the uncomfortable things and say the uncomfortable things. I also want to say to you that um, with regard to sort of just this whole conversation around vulnerability and what it is you want and all these things, and you're calling him your emotional balance. <clears throat> if you truly need him to be that for you, you have to allow him to be that for you. Right? And to allow him to be that for you requires you to show him where he needs to balance you out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Is, it's not about attaching the need to him specifically, but it is about attaching the need to what he is representing and manifesting in your life. Because ultimately this relationship is about what parts of me do I want to show up right now? What parts of me am I calling forth right now? And how is this relationship with him inviting me to do that? Giving me the opportunity to do that. That's what that's about. It's not him mm -hmm. specifically. It's about who you are calling yourself forth to be and how he will be a tool in that. Yeah, I see that. You see what I'm saying? That's what this is. I do. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Whatever he, whatever he, whatever it is about him that brings up certain things in you, that is your work. It's the, it's the you stuff that comes up. Mm-hmm that we're working with. It's not about you trying to do nothing with him, for him. I, I, what, that's like, nah. It's mm -hmm. the stuff that he brings up in you is that's the substance of what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions or anything before we finish up today? No, no questions. All right. you all to do me a favor if you find that you are enjoying my weekly episodes then i'm going to ask you to leave a review whether you listen on google play or apple Podcasts, or even on soundcloud if you could leave a comment or a review subscribe share um i'd greatly appreciate it i really want to begin to take this more seriously 
And that's going to require me to know who's out there, who's listening, what you all are thinking and what you all want to hear more of. So please do leave a review, leave a comment, subscribe if you're not already or follow or whatever it is you do on your platform where you listen to your podcast.